Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. It's freaking freezing in here, Mr. Bigglesworth. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, HR's most dangerous and most degenerate. Uh I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash. On this week's show, career builder acquires a company with a kooky name. The Wall Street Journal says Glassdoor employers are behaving badly for shame. Mm. And we pull a podcast hat trick with porn, weed, and hangovers. And somehow find a way to tie it all in with employment. If there's something below rock bottom, we're certainly shooting for it. Stay tuned after this word from Canvas. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text. And so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text, at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. I think I just found a, a new a new uh, sponsorship opportunity. What's that? The show bloopers. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's a Which good one. Which are always the best part of the show anyway, and no one yeah, ever gets are. to hear the, uh, the way we screw up the show. <laughs> Because you're so good with that editing pen. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't happen that often. I mean, I don't have to cut out too much. It just some of the stupid rambling that I do in most cases. Well, hey, if there's money involved, we can make up some bloopers. <laughs> <laughs> when it gets warmer out, we need to spend some time uh, in Indianapolis with uh, with the Canvas crew, go out for drinks or something. I haven't seen those guys in a while. Now, why does weather have to be a, a you know a reason to go see them? We can they still they're still there in winter. Yeah, I don't know that a mom comes out. I don't know if the bottle of Jergens is still on the uh, conference room <laughs> table. It wasn't just Jergens, dude. It was Jergens and Kleenex right yes, next to it. <laughs> I, I had forgotten that. My my brain had conveniently filtered that information out. Yeah. The, oh, don't worry. I'll help. The, I'll canvas, help. the canvas crew works really hard. Let's put it that way. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that being said... Let's go on to shout outs as we're talking about the up in Indianapolis. Big indie shout out to Eli Lilly. You actually shared some stuff. What did you find out about Eli Lilly? Okay. Eli Lilly and company began a concentrated effort four years ago to recruit, mentor, encourage, and support women in senior leadership positions. And today, Mm -hmm. six of 14 executive committee members are women. The company was recently... recognized for the Catalyst Award uh, for these efforts. So shout out to Illy, local company. Uh, they've been doing good stuff for a long time. So it's uh, it's good yeah. that they're getting some recognition for it. 
Yep, big shout out, Eli Lilly. That is awesome. If you want to be able to actually impact your ranks, this is how you do it. You put programs in place and you execute. And and big shout out to Eli Lilly. So I'm sure there's some other companies that are out there that are doing it. Maybe we should, throw them our way. We'd love to talk and about. Maybe it. we should send that news out to Oracle, who's had some issues lately, right? <laughs> Oracle's <laughs> totally fucked up, man. That being said, let's uh, let's talk about a genius company, uh, KFC. KFC. Remember, the, remember the fireplace logs they had that smelled like chicken? I'm burning one right now. What are you talking about? Dude, so <laughs> they fucking came out with candles that smell like gravy. Genius, people. What's next? Genius. Taco Bell with candles that smell like chalupas, like. Can life get any better? Do we not live in the best time in human history? Good Lord. KFC. Yes. Genius. Shout out to Hireology, company that actually, from what I understand, has like company sanctioned scheduled meetings to listen to our show. <laughs> it's it's kind of like a book club. So they, they get together. They have this monthly Chad and Cheese podcast club. So it's like a book club, right? Yeah. We're going to have to get some more intel. I think you listen to the pods, right? And then mm-hmm. you all come together and you talk about it. It sounds like every company should have one of these. It sounds like a harassment case waiting to happen, but I certainly appreciate <laughs> if you're out there listening, Hireology, and apparently you are because you have sanctioned meetings or book clubs or whatever, <laughs> take a couple pictures, hashtag it Chad Cheese, and show us exactly what the hell is going on over there at Hireology. Yeah. And, and do you have to sign like, a, you know, waiver or <laughs> something <release>. like that? <laughs> I will not sue the company for harassment for making me listen to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Shout out to Glenn Martin over at uh, Digital Works Group uh, who posted on LinkedIn about the hashtag social recruiting show last Friday. Remember, uh, you couldn't understand why Katrina and Audra would have me on to the show. Still don't. Yeah, yeah still yeah. can't. Well, <clears throat> let me read this post. Essential watching slash listening as the recruitment whirlwind that is Chad Sowash talks to the wonderful Katrina Collier and the hard rocking Audra Knight. Whirlwind, says Glenn. Whirlwind. Yeah, one man's whirlwind is another man's airbag. So, you know, <laughs> take that forever you want to hear that. Speaking of uh, airbags yes. and whirlwinds, um, Indeed's annual meeting this year is bringing in SNL veteran Amy Poehler into uh, to, to keynote. That's an odd one to me, but it should mm-hmm. be funny, I guess, right? Like she can at least make a little bit of the Google pain go away for a while with jokes. Indeed needs to make their clients and partners laugh somehow because they're fucking them the other way, right? So <laughs> it's like, hey, look, here's a, a whole 40 minutes or so of, of, of laughter while you forget all the pain that we're causing <laughs> everywhere else. I like it. It's not a bad strategy. Laughter is the bad. best medicine. I agree. I agree. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Jim Stroud. Thanks for all the social love, my man. If And if you guys aren't listening to the uh, new Jim Stroud podcast, take a listen. Just go to jimstroud.com. So our man over there put together some really cool stuff. He's doing this, this short podcast that is kind of like on the freaky side of recruiting. So almost like a black mirror kind of style of thing. So it's, it's kind of out there, but it's fun to listen to black mirror kind of podcasts. Interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Jim's a, Jim's an interesting cat. Go check that shit out. Oh yeah. I have a little bit of a side rant slash just insightful, uh, shout out, I guess to okay. a couple of college kids that I had lunch with yesterday. Oh, 
Jesus. who are launching who are launching a job board. They didn't really <laughs> like they didn't really like what I had to say, um, but are but much like young kids are going to do it anyway because yeah. mom and dad don't know shit. So they're gonna they're gonna launch this job board anyway. What I found interesting in my discussion with them is I, I was expecting to hear some some really cool uh, information and context around how college kids are hustling, right? Are they yeah. are they on Upwork? Are they selling shit on eBay? Are they driving Ubers in their spare time? Right. How are college kids? What are what are college kids doing? Mm-hmm. And I was incredibly um, disheartened to hear the answer that no one's doing shit. So I don't know if it's you know this particular school or particular whatever, but I was really bummed to hear that college kids aren't hustling with all of the online opportunities um, that are out there. So I don't know if that's on the college, on the students, on the whole system. But man, if I if I had had just eBay in college, I would have been hustling my ass off. My daughter, who is in college now, she has a hustle uh, where she is an online stylist. Um, and she's been doing this since she was in high school. She was a high schooler hustling. And she was styling 40-year-old women. They didn't know she was in high school. <laughs> but... They loved the styles that she put together. Now she's a college kid, so it's much it's much cooler. But she is hustling her ass off. I don't know what a designer is. Um, maybe we can take that one offline because I don't really care that much. <laughs> but um, she's hustling. That's all that matters, dude. People now have more opportunity to hustle than ever before. Yeah, like the uh, you can say like yeah, Gen X and baby, like technology has made hustling so easy and so efficient. Yeah, and so cheap that I'm just surprised not everybody's doing it. I thought they'd all be like competing with each other on what they could do and how much they're making and everything else. But um, at least in this situation, everyone's just going to school to get a job for 40 years and die. They don't realize that's how it works today or I don't get it. Okay. I don't know, dude. I'm old. I don't know. (laughs) Let's get, let's get some kids on the line and figure out why aren't they hustling? What what Uh, the fuck is going on with these people? Yeah. I don't know that I could put up with that. Um, shout out to HCMTechReport.com. Uh, I'm uh, voicing and ad-libbing some news roundups for them, for Mark and the crew. Yeah. Put a, a ton, a shit ton of content together. And I, uh, I reached out to Mark and and he does interviews every now and again. And he interviewed me and I said, dude, I'll do some voice, you know, for, for some of the things that you guys put out. And uh, they're starting to do more of that. And as we see, like from our standpoint, we do a show and then we get it transcribed. Um, they're working at the other angle. He's still writing his ass off, much like you do, right? Writing his ass off, but then there's going to be that audio angle as well. And I think that's really cool to be able to see some of these old timey text driven articles turn into something that's more portable. So anytime that you want to badger me for napping, I want people to remember that you just said, I write my ass off text, you know, and, and Twitter characters. Uh, and then uh, talk push demo apocalypse. Did you see the the new video that they just popped out promoting demo apocalypse? Yeah, it's a professional video. It's great. Yeah. So this is the thing that I keep telling companies is that so when you do a demo with us or you do a demo at all, right, you have so much content to pl- be able to play off of to be able to do these awesome short videos, so on and so forth. These guys put one together that just kicks ass and hopefully they'll they'll, they'll be able to put out more because again, there's like half an hour of a content. But I don't believe that, you know, recruiting and branding professionals 
professionals are taking all the content that's thrown into their lap and using it like this. And I, that, that's a missed opportunity, man. Yeah, video is great because you do one video and you've got multiple videos. You've got text. You've got probably audio for a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. video is great. Uh, definitely leverage it and use it. And I think I'm hearing a little bit of a promotion for our demo apocalypse product, am I? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're a company that's out there and you are looking to launch, you're looking to, to push out new features, or you just want people to see your shit, you can do that with Chad and Cheese. We're only doing two a month. Only two. We're only doing two a month because we don't want to be freaking avalanche with this shit. But uh, yeah, it's awesome. And if you take a look at what Talk Push did, I think one of many videos that they're actually going to put out. It's a great way to really get your brand and your message out to people that you want to get in front of. It's also a great reason for Chad and I to have a beer, which we always need excuses to do that, right? Yes. That's always that's always a good excuse. <laughs> well, you love a, uh, <laughs> speaking of great video, you love a recent uh, commercial by Aero Mexico. Tell me about that. <laughs> Dude, this is the funniest fucking thing. So Aero Mexico is is definitely trolling Americans. They go down to the border states, uh, which has a good amount of blend of of Mexican heritage, obviously DNA crossover, right? Sure. Um, and they ask these Americans, "Hey, would you like to come over and visit Mexico?" You know, tour Mexico is a great tourism spots and the people that they're talking about it. No, no, you guys stay over there. Or we'll we'll stay over here. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then they do a DNA test with them. Tell the listeners why it was so fucking funny. Well, so uh, a little context, the demographic of who they're interviewing um, are Texans where there are signs in town that say we don't need 911 because they have guns, basically. Uh, so this is the audience they're talking to. They tell one guy. Uh, who I don't know, he looks like he's out of um, a 50s sitcom. They tell him he's 22% Mexican and he just says, bullshit. <laughs> and then they, they ask one guy who wouldn't go to Mexico, like, do you like burritos? Yeah. Do you like tequila? Yeah. Um, and he gets a discount to go and says, well, I guess I'd go if you know there's a Taco Bell on every corner. Just little things <laughs> like that that remind me um, how great America is. And how progressive our attitudes are. Well, and it's just hilarious that Aero Mexico, they're they're doing this whole trolling thing and saying, look, guys, you you have this 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 opinion of Mexico, but it's in your DNA. It is in your goddamn DNA, people. And guess what? You get a discount. Come on over and see us. And and some of their faces, when they saw that they actually had 15, 16, 22 percent discounts, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, their whole their whole <laughs> their whole attitude changed when they thought, oh, I could go and it would be cheaper. When are you going to do your DNA, dude? I don't know. That's a good question. I should probably get that done. Do you want to? You want to, right? Julie won't have it done. Oh, I don't see why not. I mean, Julie won't do it. The government already has my DNA, right? I served 20 years in the military. <laughs> yes. So it's not like it's not out there everywhere. So, yeah, I would definitely like to do it. Um, Julie, she's totally paranoid. She does not want to have anything to why? do with <laughs> That's weird. Why? It's like the big brother stuff, man. It's all the DNA thing. And I, I don't know. I think she would. Yeah, no, I think it was great. I, I did it and it was it was really cool. Um, I think knowing where you came from is what everyone should sort of know a little bit about. Um, yeah. Shout out to The Gathering. Uh, most Americans, oh, yeah. speaking of uh, smart, fun Americans, uh, won't know The Gathering, but it's an event in Canada uh, in beautiful Banff. I said it correctly, I think, uh, near Calgary. Yes, yes. Very mm-hmm. scenic, ski resort kind of town. 
Uh, we're going to get together with a bunch of branding experts, CEOs, a lot of forward thinking companies. Hopefully we'll get some great content and interviews while we're there. In addition to uh, having probably a pretty good time. This is real high powered branding. And then they're talking about cult brands. And it's funny when we, th- we think about cult brands, we think about you know, the, the apples of the world, right? People who stand in line for the product and really for the brand or, or Marvel who stand in line for, for the movies, uh, Airbnb, Porsche. I mean, all, all these really big brands are going to be there talking about branding. Don't forget uh, Cinnabon when we're talking about standing in line because <laughs> I've been in that line more than once. That's a good call. That's a good call. So uh, I think it's going to be awesome from our standpoint to be able to bring kind of like the employment angle into that conversation uh, as we get an opportunity, cross my fingers, to uh, to, to interview some of these high powered uh, branding moguls from uh, from huge brands. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, could I give a shout out to Talru for their secret project? Would that be kind of a nice teaser? Uh, I think you just did it. So yeah. Okay, we did it. We did it. We're gonna we're gonna be going down uh, to Austin for a little secret marketing thing. So yep. uh, not giving too much away. That should be really fun. We're we're pretty excited about what they're up to down there. We are. We're also excited about Wreckfest. We're going to Wreckfest. Uh, that's in July. Tickets are on sale. Uh, so go to go to Wreckfest. Check it out. It's going to be in London. TA Tech, their AI event, which is in Phoenix, Scottsdale, something like that. Go to tatech.org, check that out. And last but not least, right now, we're going to many more, but these are the ones that I know are open for registration. Smashfly's Transform Live event, which is going to be in Boston this year. We will be there, and I believe they are now open for registration. So get your ass out there, register, buy your tickets, whatever the hell it is, and learn some shit, people. Not to mention, buy us a beer. We'd love it. Let's get to the news. Boom. Good God, our shout-outs were 20 minutes long. We got to put a moratorium no, on that. It's less than that because you fucked up the, the, uh, the Oh, intro. that's true. That's true. It's still too <laughs> long. All right. Uh, Career Builder, our buddies, uh-huh. um, officially acquired Text Kernel. This week, uh, the company took a 60% stake in Text Kernel back in 2015. Uh-huh. Uh, for those who listen to the show, know that a couple years after that, CareerBuilder jumped into bed with uh, Google to run their search, which was kind of what Text Kernel does. Um, so it kind of looked like they were going to move away from Text Kernel. Well, guess again. Uh, this week, they got full in on Text Kernel and acquired the company. Um, this, however, does not mean that they're dumping Google search technology. Um, a spokesperson told me that they'll be combining the two technologies for some cool and innovative uh, stuff. A couple takeaways for me on this is um, they're bringing in 120 text kernel employees, many of whom uh, I believe are engineers. Thinking about how much talent CareerBuilder has bled throughout the last couple of years, oh, yeah. uh, it's kind of interesting that they'll just add another 120 uh, to the bottom line. Uh, also a little bit skeptical that they'll keep Google long-term uh, by you know buying and making the investment in text kernel. But we'll see about that, I guess. Yeah, I, there are so many different types of search. Uh, there Obviously, the, there's the, the job search that the candidate does when they get onto your site. Um, there's a ton of matching that happens behind the scenes, which they're not using Google API for right now. So there's that, which text kernel could obviously uh, plug into. Um, mm-hmm. 
so searching I mean, resumes. Yeah, definitely searching resumes. I think there are so many different things that they could use this technology for. And I mean, I've heard for years that text kernel is amazing semantic search. So we'll see. I know that Google um, is eyeing uh, the opportunity to launch uh, an API that will be uh, a candidate search type of AI mm -hmm. matching uh, API. Uh, will Career Builder go full Google with that? I think this says no. Uh, they'll stick with the job search piece. And the job search, obviously different uh, than the, the candidate search and some of the other products they could prospectively have. But this is nice for them because they, kn they know the Google job search is working and it's working better than anything they had before. So they can focus on other areas where they could actually provide product for employers that's yeah. worth a shit. Now let's add some automation stuff to that, and it, it gets kind of interesting. You yeah. and I have been always uh, pretty critical of their innovation over there at Career Builder the last few years, <laughs> augmented reality. Um, so hopefully bringing them some new blood on the tech side will, will help uh, develop some cool products um, going forward. I also think if they do move away from Google, like I'm not mad at them for that. I think that uh, you know we talked to Monster yeah. CEO and kind of owning that and not giving that to Google, although we agree is a cost efficiency and probably Google search is better than anything else. Uh, also seeing Google yeah. evolve into a competitor would make anyone a little bit weary. So maybe that's what we're seeing career builder do with the text kernel acquisition. Right. Well, and I mean, we're seeing Google do the candidate matching inside of um, hire by Google. So we know that's happening and they're, they're doing all the wonderful testing behind that. And they have partners like the ISIMs and jobs of the world that they can work with to be able to finally tune those things. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a, a good opportunity for for career builder to get some fucking engineers in that place for goodness sakes and hopefully focus on employer products that just kick ass uh which is different than the actual job search itself i mean which is is working well so if they can get focused they can get priorities in place i think i think that's a good thing and it's funny i was i was text messaging some internal people at career builder and people who just left not too long ago and they were all positive about it. And one of the guys said, yeah, I'm really uh, interested to see how you guys spin this into how it's all fucked up. And I'm like, dude, I, I, I don't see it yet, but maybe it will. Uh, well, what's fucked up is the name. So hopefully they'll either dump it or change it to something else because I'm really tired of these like hokey, farmy, corn kernel, text rooster, job rooster, recruiting rooster, uh, horse jaw. Like I'm just let's ditch the whole farm like theme. And I know kernel is like a kernel of information or to, but I think of a corn kernel and maybe that's because we live in the Midwest, but text text kernel yeah. in general is just a dumb name. Um, and it says nothing really about the technology that they have. So hopefully they'll dump it or change it or something. So that's, that's my criticism of the deal. Get rid of the name text kernel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I also got a, I got a, another text from somebody else. Everybody pretty much thought that, career builder own text kernel anyway when you when i saw the story pop out i was i had to check the date it was like oh, oh yeah that's right they had a majority stake they just didn't own the entire company uh but this individual who just texted me said uh those text kernel guys probably want to kill themselves right now <laughs> <laughs> why being pulled into a dumpster fire i don't oh, know okay yeah yeah they, they're nice little happy <laughs> amsterdam uh existence or wherever they're from has yeah. has has been postponed uh for fur till further notice i'd say good on career builder like you know yeah 
innovate by acquisition, get talent. You know, if this is what you want to do, do it. That's all I have to say about that. I'd say we yeah. move on to the Glassdoor Wall Street Journal story. Yeah, your, your favorite, talking about those reviews. Yeah, this was interesting. Um, Wall Street Journal, who is typically known for pretty hard-hitting journalism, mm-hmm. did a, I guess, a study where they looked at companies and um, review spikes during certain times of their existence and you know when uh, an excessive amount of five-star reviews happened during certain times. And I mean, basically kind of called companies guilty of, you know, sort of stacking the deck on their reviews and getting employees to write good reviews and and whatnot. They did have maybe one or two actual quotes from employees who said that they were told or asked to write good reviews. Mm -hmm. Uh, The companies they they had employees from weren't really big companies. They talked about Tesla, um, a few other big ones, but I just... I find it a little disingenuous. I won't go into the fake news territory, but I mean, (laughs) companies really like to me, there's nothing wrong if a company wants to make a concerted effort to try to get more reviews. That doesn't mean that they're saying, give us five star reviews or you're fired. It just means like, hey, let's let's strategically target our happy employees and invite them to write reviews that's still anonymous. We still don't know who did it. I'm just saying like there are things that companies do to improve their rankings or get more uh, get more involvement by employees. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean they're trying to stack the deck or get, you know, five-star reviews. I know that stuff goes on. I know stuff, people buy reviews, et cetera. But for the most yes. part, I do think that companies aren't trying to game the system. Um, additionally, if, you know, if you're telling employees to do that, ultimately one or two employees are going to go to class door and say, Hey, I was told to write a five-star review. Fuck my company. Like they suck. Right. Like that, that's probably going to happen <laughs> if you do that. So I, I'm a little skeptical of the wall street journal, um, article. Uh, what do you think? I kind of side with Hung Lee. We just uh, did an interview with him and he felt much like I do that the anonymous side of of reviews, you know, you've got to be skeptical about that, and and also the buying reviews and and, and whatnot, which we've seen in in big platforms like Amazon. And so you have to take it with a grain of salt. I know that I was in a company at one time, and I've also heard of other companies where it felt like they were being strong armed almost into into doing these reviews. Uh, it was it was uh, part of uh, weekly team conversations and those types of things yeah. right before their annual reviews. So it didn't happen all the time. It was right before annual reviews. Right. So it was almost feel, felt like they were being strong armed into yeah. doing these things. But I did see and it was interesting. Some some uh, employers on Facebook were, were taking the side that you were and saying, look, you know, they were defending Glassdoor and what it felt like to me was back in the days of Monster when Monster was being like total shitheads and assholes, but companies were spending money with them and they felt like they had to defend because they were spending money there. And if anything was coming bad out of the money that was actually being spent, it could prospectively impact them. That was the feeling that I got out of it. Well, you know, I've been working with Glassdoor forever and there's no way that this could happen in a large scale. And it's like, okay, you say that, but do you not realize the shit that's happened at Facebook, the shit that's been happening at, in Amazon. I mean, 
come on, guys. You've got to open your eyes to this shit. Yeah, I mean, happens to what degree? I mean, not one size fits all. What I what I would have found interesting from the Wall Street Journal story is if they had also gone to Indeed's reviews, maybe looked at Twitter, maybe looked at like multiple different uh, platforms to, to see if yeah. the same trend happened on all of those other platforms. Because it's pretty hard to like have a concerted strategy around, we're going to bump our Glassdoor, we're going to bump our Indeed, we're going to bump our Comparably, we're going to bump our In Her Sight, we're going to like that would take mm-hmm. a lot of work and that's very hard to do. So if Wall Street Journal would have done multiple platforms, they could have said this only happened on Glassdoor and not the other ones. So maybe there's something fishy there. And you would have thought that they could have cross-referenced with a lot of those, uh, many of those other uh, review sites, but shit, they probably don't even know they fucking exist. (laughs) They should have talked to Ratedly. Yeah, they could have. If they just had the Ratedly app. Yeah, I could have hooked them up with some data for that shit. (laughs) All right. Well, before this turns into a Ratedly commercial, let's hear an actual commercial from Sovereign. uh, And we'll talk a little Walmart and Al Gore. Nice. Sovereign AI matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human. You decide exactly how our AI matching engine thinks about each individual transaction. It will find rank, and sort the best matches according to your criteria. Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N We're going to have to make sure that we get a hold of our sovereign peeps uh, as we uh, head down to Austin here uh, pretty soon. That's a good that's a good call. That's a good call. We're also uh, Zor, one of our favorite firing squad uh, companies is down there in Austin. Maybe we can drink some uh, Russian vodka while we're there to see them as well. I'll do it. (laughs) Twist my arm. Vodka with Russians. Love it. Hope I wake up with both my kidneys. God. <laughs> All right. Speaking of transporting illegal uh, items, Walmart wants to hire yes. 900 drivers this year with average salaries of, am I hearing this right, 90K to drive a truck? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, so take a look at the market. So in 2018, uh, the turnover for truckers was 96%. Just because obviously the, the, the landscape is so competitive and there's a shortfall. I believe uh, it was like 50,000 drivers. So um, the 8,000 truckers working for Walmart today are getting a raise. And that raise equates to around $90,000. The way that they did the the math, it was like 87.5. But that comparing to uh, DOL's numbers in 2018 for the median annual pay for a trucker was $53,000. So that's one hell of a boost. And I think that will help, obviously, Walmart in a couple of ways. Number one, retention, right? We're going to pay you a hell of a lot more money. Not to mention, we're also going to look at doing work schedules that are routine work schedules. So you know when you're going to be home, you know where you're going to be with the family, so on and so forth. So there's some things that they're trying to do to ensure that they have retention. Number two, There are also some things that they're doing, I would say, to be able to disrupt Amazon and their shipping because Amazon's already having issues and having to raise prices from a shipping standpoint. So I see this not only from a retention standpoint, but from a competitive landscape standpoint. Yeah, there's a big, big 
war that's going to be waged here. Is it starting to feel like we're farther and farther away from self-driving cars? Or is that just my imagination? No, dude, I, I see this happening right now. This is like, this is just a part of the battle, right? This is the human piece of the battle mm-hmm. behind, behind us. They, I guarantee you are pushing money into autonomous vehicles. And then the individuals who have to be in the cab at first, obviously they're not going to make $90,000, right? But there's going to be this, this slow kind of uh, push of humans out of the, the, the cab of the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, Amazon and Walmart, everybody, they want to be able to raise those margins. The way that they do that is to cut overhead. This is all overhead. Mm -hmm. Have you seen Amazon's Scout drone thingy? (laughs) Yes. It's like this little four wheel dump truck thing Mm -hmm. that rolls down the sidewalk. (laughs) (laughs) And I I just the commercial, I don't know the intricacies. I'm sure a lot of people saw this. The, the little car, the little Tonka truck drives up to your house. Right. I'm sure it alerts you on your phone. You go out. Uh, I'm sure your phone unlocks the, the truck mm-hmm. and then you get your item and then it goes off and delivers more stuff. Right. And I'm not sure what to think about that. Like, I know if I, if I were a teenager, that would be so ripe for graffiti, <laughs> uh, destruction, <laughs> a, a Louisville slugger to the to the back end. Yeah, like I just a world where like drones and these little cars are delivering items to people. I just have. I, do you have a hard time envisioning that, or is it just me? No, we're already seeing that. Like these scooters that you just walk up to and you like. Yeah, you, we're already seeing. Uh, those being demolished and thrown into dumpster <laughs> shit like that, right? So yeah, I could definitely see that. I think those types of delivery systems will will definitely have cameras on them, so they will be able to identify mm-hmm. who's doing this. So there'll be a lot of hoodies and, and masks to to ensure that they can identify. <laughs> but yeah, that shit's gonna happen. There's no question. We're human beings are fucking stupid, and they like to destroy shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's the truth. All right. I have no other comment for that, but I just think, yeah, I, it'd be it'd be a great world if drones were delivering pizzas and these little trucks are delivering, you know, whatever. But it just seems really hard, especially in big cities. Like we heard reports. We heard reports that I think it was Lyft or no, it was Waymo. So Waymo, it's it's marked that it's an autonomous vehicle, even though it has somebody in the seat, right? Oh, yeah. Th- that other cars were trying to run Uber. <laughs> Ubers were trying to run these Waymo cars off the road. So yeah. we already have reports that this shit, it's it's like the, the whole kind of, you know, Luddite uprising shit where, uh, you know, it's like, hey, look, oh, look, it's there's not a person. Well, there was a person in there, but we're just going to run this bitch off the road. Same shit like you were talking about with these delivery systems. Um, you know, our kids shooting BB guns or whatever the hell they have at these drones. Yes, that's sure. what's going to happen. Humans are fucking stupid. Doing this podcast has not enriched my uh, impression of mankind, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, okay, well, there's hope in Africa. Yes. Uh, and Al Gore is back in the news here. Uh, his fund invested, I guess, $100 million in training, educating uh, Africans mm-hmm. in high-tech jobs. Yeah. Uh, and then outsource contracting them, uh, that talent across the globe, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is wonderful. It's basically India 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It's just now, you know, Africa was was bound to be the hub for like cheap, <laughs> cheap engineering talent. And we're seeing signs of that now. Yeah. The, the big difference here is that they're going after quality and not cheap dev. 
that was the, that was the, the company's names Andela. Uh, they now operate in Kenya, uh, Uganda, Rwanda. Um, they have about 1,100 developers on staff working for more than 200 companies, uh, nearly 90% of which are in the U.S. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the big, the big piece here is they want to focus on being able to ensure that we're getting the tech talent that we need, especially in, in an age where unemployment is so high and its investors say remote work can also help reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Right. So, I mean, there's kind of like this sure. green flavor to it uh, because obviously Al Gore is involved. But, yeah. you know, from my standpoint, I think we've talked about it on, on the show for shit. I think since the show has started that. Andela is actually doing a contract, train, and then pipeline program, which means they're getting these individuals on contract. Then they're teaching them up, mm -hmm. right? They're learning them up. They're giving them, them the skills in which to do the job, but they're on contract for two years, three years, whatever that might be. Now you have a pipeline of developers and they have crazy amounts of analytics to see what types of code is actually being put out? You know, is it is it good code? Is it failing? Is it is you know is it is it successful? So they're they're doing this with an eye toward the future and actually pipelining talent. I've been saying this forever. This is the actual process. This is the actual type of program we should be putting together in this country. Companies, these two hundred companies that are that are actually using them today, they should be doing this shit themselves. They should be doing it here, obviously, but also abroad. It makes no sense why this isn't a standard. Can I get socially conscious for a second? I don't. I, I don't know. So there, there are a few things that bug me, um, like uh, chopping off rhinoceros horns for medicine in China, and and like elephant tusks yes. for shit around the world like that's bullshit that really that's really stupid yes. um and it happens because people in africa in this case don't have opportunity mm -hmm. you know don't have education don't have like hope that there's something better than i have to go chop a horn off of a, a rhinoceros to make money to feed my family mm -hmm. so when i see stories like this it it gives me hope that like technology, capitalism, uh, pro like progress will in some weird way save like the old world or like nature and, and educate people. And so to me, obviously, yes, from a commercial standpoint, this is very interesting. It's great. I think the more talent that's out there doing this stuff is fantastic. But from a social perspective, um, I love seeing that these things are happening in parts of the world where bad things are happening mm -hmm. to the yeah. environment and to animals that, you know, are just minding their own business and have no reason and no benefit at all for doing what we do to them. Um, slicing fins off of sharks for soup is another thing that really bothers me, but, uh, you get the point, yeah. uh, just a little bit of a rant for social consciousness. Um, we'll move on to, uh, to weed porn and, uh, and alcohol <laughs> here in a little bit. Well, it just makes good damn sense that we focus in a global economy and, and to, to try to try to go back World War II's uh, isolationism, uh, Lindbergh's America first bullshit. Uh, yeah. We can't do that. It didn't work. It, it won't work. Our community is much larger because of the Internet, because of technology. Yeah. We just have to think in with more broader scope. And these types of programs, I think, are amazing, but they can also be implemented here in the US along with 
abroad. I agree. And, you know, we talk about automation a lot and losing jobs. Like to me, the thing that will save it is if we give education and, and the tools to the, the world mm-hmm. to create new businesses, to create new products, to create new you know innovations. Like to me, that's probably going to save us from circa 2118. Um, if we put the power of education and, and innovation in more people's hands, that'll create the jobs and the, and the the opportunity that will sort of combat the automation of so many industries. Done. I won't be alive to see it, but damn it, maybe that'll happen. <laughs> yeah, we'll be living through the the uh, second version of the Dark Ages. All right, let's uh, let's get a quick word from Job Ad X. Is this a new one? No, they're not letting us run the new what? ad yet. They're still uh, they're still pimping the birthday ad. Teasing. Uh, so so you have you have to wait till February to hear the new Job Ad X, which is appropriate because Super Bowl new Job Ad X. Maybe it all ties ah. together really well with. With uh, Tom Brady's, you know, next uh, Super Bowl appearance. Here it is, Job Addicts. With Job Addicts' first birthday almost here, we are proud of all we've accomplished with advertising clients, publisher job sites, recruitment marketing agencies, and staffing firms. Thank you for all the support and trust you have placed in us. Since 2017, Job Addicts has used the best of consumer ad tech's bidding and ad delivery to build an incredible programmatic job advertising exchange and continue to rapidly grow our network of partner sites. We've also launched a feed inventory management platform called Switchboard, effectively offering our dynamic technologies to all job board partners. And we've developed our revolutionary live alert, which eliminate latency and expired job ads via email. No more dead clicks or overages from job links, whether open today, next month, or next year. For more information about our solutions, please reach us at joinus at jobadx.com. Now that is a job adx commercial, uh, but stop teasing us, guys. Um, so government shutdown, eight hundred thousand people uh, are impacted. It's a lot of folks. They got a lot of a lot of time on their hands. They do have a lot of time on their hands, and you saw. So you saw that uh, Pornhub saw a bump in traffic over this time frame. <laughs> sure. Well, we you know we we reported last week. I uh, think that uh, you know Upwork and Fiverr and some of the gig sites are are getting a spike in activity. Well, shocker, all these government workers with extra time on their hands are going to porn sites. And reported by Mashable, Pornhub saw a spike, no pun intended, in its traffic, uh, saw an average daily increase of almost 6% during the week of January 7th, Mm -hmm. which was the shutdown's third week over traffic uh, from the previous year's traffic. Um, I'm looking at a bar graph now, and there's a nice steady uptick uh, it is erecting quite nicely uh, in terms of traffic to uh, to porn sites. So I'm wondering if uh, job boards are are seeing a similar spike in their traffic as well. Yeah, I, I bet. Well, and they also showed that in Washington, D.C., it was higher than 6%. So yes, they did see an, a, like an average overall, but in DC specifically, it was over 6%. I don't know. I, you know, I would, I would assume that uh, these individuals who were, are sitting at home, they're furloughed or what have you, they're definitely, they're not just sitting and waiting. Um, I, I sure the hell wouldn't. Obviously the gig site thing is going on. They're mm-hmm. driving Uber. They're watching Pornhub. You know, what's next? You look for another fucking job because yeah. I'm telling you right now, this shit could happen again. And what the fuck are they going to do? Right. They can't they can't survive this way. Of course they can. And I think uh, I, I'm waiting for the story to hear how many uh, people are being poached to the private sector because of the uh, the ongoing shutdown. FBI was talking about this. They could the many of their agents could get three times the amount that the government pays them. And, uh, you know, why put up with this bullshit with somebody who's, you know, saying that uh, the FBI is 
fucking deep state and all this other bullshit. Why put up with this when I can go make some big cash and then I'll have to worry about this shit happening anymore. Agreed. And we've got uh, the Commerce Secretary, Will Barras. I don't know if you saw this today. Uh, the Today being Thursday uh, said, uh-huh. you know, someone asked the question, hey, people are in, in soup kitchens. They're, you know, they're really hurting. They're doing, you know, like they're sacrificing, et cetera. And his comment was, I do read that and I don't understand it. They can all go to a bank and get a loan because all this money is federally backed that they will get paid. I'm sure that's true, but how many people are actually going to like go to the bank and get a loan for a month's worth of salary uh, because their money is federally funded? It sounded really sort of tone deaf to me that the Commerce Secretary said, just go get a bank loan. The money's federally backed. Yeah, it's not kind of tone deaf. It is fucking tone deaf. Every time I see Wilbur, I always think of Weekend at Bernie's and think that that fucker's not really alive and somebody's just kind of moving him around like a fucking Muppet. Yeah, I I don't, dude, I don't get it. We're hearing so many things that really are contrary to understanding that I think it was 40% of Americans live somewhat paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. Those individuals don't understand what that means. So they can't they can't even come close to trying to comment on it. The only way, the only thing that can make this right is to be able to ensure that they get back to their jobs yep. or they might already be at their jobs. They get fucking paid. That's it. It almost makes you want to smoke weed and drink alcohol, which leads us to our last two stories. Uh, a company yes. in the U.S. here is giving out free do- what they're calling donations of weed to government workers. Uh, a company called <laughs> Bud Trader, gotta love that, yep. uh, donating medical marijuana. I guess that's one of the uh, the, the workarounds there for illegal weed, mm-hmm. giving them to, to furloughed uh, workers if they're willing to you know ask for it. So we've got weed, uh, free weed, and we've got hangover cures. Uh, wanted to be a shout out, but I think it's an actual story. Uh, a company called Morning Recovery uh-huh. is pushing ads saying that uh, American companies lose $4 billion every year because of hangovers and employees drinking too much. Now, I'm wondering if Morning Recovery is on next to the coffee tea that, that get people going. Uh, maybe some companies are out there doing it because hangovers are a real problem, people. Um, so we've got weed smoking furloughed workers that are at least going to be uh, rejuvenated when they go back to work after drinking for nights on end yeah i don't i don't know that they can afford the the liquor right now but this should be a part of like uh corporate practice which is what it sounds like so most of those people won't make it in in the first place so make sure that they have like their own kit their own like you know emergency hangover kit that uh that they have right by beside their 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 nightstand or what have you so it's like hey when you get up in the morning you feel like shit guess what take this get in the shower and then get your ass to work that's like the uh, recovery kits that companies gave out at uh hr tech that one year also if you Uh if companies put out a a hangover relief sort of drink are they encouraging drinking i could see that being an issue no no they're not encouraging drinking it's like it's like saying you know you want to ensure that people have protected sex are you promoting that they have sex no they're gonna have sex i mean it's just it's what they're going to do right yeah but companies aren't companies aren't putting out bowls of condoms in the break That's because having sex doesn't stop people from actually coming to work but perspectively drinking obviously does right (laughs) so i mean if it did if it did then they would if it was a problem and they were losing money then they would but that's not the case in this case it's the people who are getting drunk so yeah i mean but make it make it a make it a standard hey here you go here's your here's your kit we know that there's uh the christmas parties coming up or the holidays party is coming up 
shift it out to those guys and say, can't wait to see you Monday morning. I think they'll opt for Pedialyte and um, Red Bull instead of something like morning recovery. But that's just me. (laughs) Dude, I'm out of gas. We out. We out. Hi, I'm Tristan. Thanks for listening to my stepdad, the Chad, and his goofy friend, Cheese. You've been listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on all the knowledge dropping that's happening up in here. They made me say that. The most important part is to check out our sponsors because I need new track spikes. You know, the expensive shiny gold pair that are extra because, well, I'm extra. For more, visit chatcheese.com. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.